RadioInfluence.com. Uh, flavor, flavor, please tell your neighbors, Ian Beckles with flavor in your ear. <laughs> Wake up, sports, music, and fashion, best of podcasting, what's going on now and what's soon to happen. Be sure to stick around, no fast forward or skipping, dropping jewels, you don't want to miss them. Make sure you listen, Ian Beckles with the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's here. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to Flavor in Your Ear. Got a lot to talk about this week. Um, my, my new thing is documentaries. I've been watching documentaries lately. I watched the Aaron Hernandez one. You have to watch that one if you haven't seen it. Um, if you're a Florida Gator fan or a New England Patriots fan, you might not love it because your team enabled the murderer. But, you know, that was interesting. But I just watched yesterday that um, documentary, True, Truth and Lies, Jeffrey Epstein. And, uh, you know, you always think you know all the particulars of a case until you watch some of these documentaries. And, you know, you, you go back and watch an O.J. Simpson documentary. There's so many things you go, oh, my God, that was crazy. I forgot that. Well, a lot of things in the Jeffrey Epstein, you know, documentary that I never knew about. First of all, it's pretty clear to me that there is a culture of pedophilia amongst wealthy people. It's, it's, it's a shame to say, but... When you watch this documentary, the amount of people that knew this was happening and allowed it to happen was gross. And like Jeffrey Epstein had FU money to the 10th power. I mean, he had, I don't know, he had crazy money. And, you know, you talk about like Pablo Escobar and uh, El Chapo and those people in other countries that buy off the countries. Jeffrey Epstein did the same thing here. The exact same thing. This son of a bitch had young girls recruiting other young girls, you know, in, you know, in California, uh, recruiting young girls, bring them to his house. Everybody saw it happening because he was Jeffrey with all the damn money. Nobody wanted to mess with him. When he got caught, you saw interviews with this guy, smug as hell. Uh, do you know who Virginia Roberts is? I don't really rec- I don't recall her. Oh, you don't? Well, she was in your private jet 20 times, 20 times. And then, then they had that scumbag Prince Andrew, who was with a 17-year-old girl, with his hands around her. And they do you know her? No, I don't know her. Well, what about this picture with your hand around her? You know what this son of a bitch had the audacity to say? We don't know somebody didn't Photoshop a hand in there. That's not my hand. Bullshit. Where did, where's your hand then? Come on. This is, it's crazy what we allowed to happen. And Jeffrey Epstein, before they put him away the last time, the previous time, and this was way back in, I believe, 06. They had his ass in 96, people were, were calling him out. In about 06, somebody got him, and it went to court, and the prosecutor gave him 18 months, and none of the victims were, 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 were talked to, none of them. He gave him 18 months and gave him the, the, the least you can give him. And he, put, he went in some cockamamie jail for about 12 months, and then he left. People were getting paid off, man. People getting paid off right under our nose. And it, the government was breaking the law. Listen to me, I say the government was breaking the law by doing things behind the public's back. And to allow this to happen, like, you know, if you, if you get a, you know, if you get a DUI, you know, I believe you can definitely learn from that. You know what I'm saying? These guys here that are touching little girls 
if you just make them go to jail for 12 months and you let them out and they go, they don't go through any therapy or anything, you don't think that's going to happen again. It didn't stop. And when you're having these big time names that are up out there with this guy and they're just lying, they're just lying. And then they said he committed suicide. Somebody killed him. There's no doubt in my, my uh, mind. Somebody killed him. So the only part is there's 29 victims that are filing you know, lawsuits against his estate. And when he ain't around, it's going to be hard for them to get their money. I wish, wish they got their money. But to me, what's crazier is when you watch these documentaries, the amount of things that are allowed to happen in front of everybody's face. And then I saw Andrew Yang's uh, wife yesterday talk about she was abused by her uh, doctor, her gynecologist, when she was pregnant. And old boy got arrested then got out of jail and then let him come go back and practice and he kept on abusing women. Come on, man. If somebody's arrested for molesting women and you're a gynecologist, please don't let them go back to doing what they were doing. And dude is walking the streets right now. And there's 30 women that are accusing him of rape and he's walking the streets. Castrate these son bitches. Seriously, we are too easy. Like when you talk about way back Jerry Sandusky and that kind of stuff, for that stuff to still be happening to me in 2018 or 2019 or 20, I don't know what it is anymore, but it shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't have been happening 50 years ago and it's still happening. So I had to get that off my chest because money makes disgusting things happen. It, re- it really does. And Jeffrey Epstein was the worst of the worst. And there was a lot of names on his list. Your president's name was on that list. Of course, he said he didn't know him. Just like he says, everybody else, he doesn't know, he doesn't know anybody. Absolutely nobody. So listen, if you've been watching this impeachment stuff, I've never seen anything that's not any more ridiculous than what I'm watching anymore. I'm not sure what I'm watching. Um, I watched that debate the other day and then <laughs> Elizabeth Warren goes out to Bernie Sanders uh, and he's, I guess, accusing him to say that he, he said a woman can't win the election. Listen, Bernie, you said it. She's not going to go out of her way to say you said that you didn't say it. And then afterwards, when they confronted each other, I thought they was going to throw hands and I put my money on Elizabeth. Um, she basically said, so you called me a liar in front of the country? And Bernie's like, oh, well, well. You're, you're guilty, Bernie. You said it. You said it. Okay. I believe Warren. I really do. Does it matter to me? What the hell difference does it make to me? I don't care. I don't think either one of them are worth a darn. I think Trump smashes both of them anyway. So I don't think it really matters. So all this stuff is happening now with this impeachment stuff. And now you want to know whether you want witnesses or not. If you don't want witnesses, then am I safe to say that you don't want the truth? If you don't want witnesses, then you don't want the truth. Now, I saw the interview with this Lev Parnas guy who's a criminal. Okay, He looks like a criminal. He acts like a criminal. His demeanor is one of a criminal. Okay, But this is the thing. He worked exclusively for Rudy Giuliani. Exclusively. Nobody, he, he said, I didn't work for nobody else. It's Rudy Giuliani. I didn't move without Rudy Giuliani. Nothing. There's only one problem with that. Rudy Giuliani is working specifically for Donald Trump. So therefore, parent partners works for Donald Trump. <laughs> and he, is this guy credible? No. Is he telling the truth? Yeah, oh, sure he is. He's not telling you he didn't do it. He's going, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it. But this is how it went. I don't, he's not really saving his ass. He's really telling on himself. And he came out in that interview and basically said that he loved Donald Trump. Like Donald Trump was it. Like he had a shrine. He had a shrine to Donald Trump. He thought Donald Trump was a savior. He doesn't anymore. And, you know, Parnas is in a place where I don't know if he can save his ass anymore. But he ain't, he ain't going down for nobody. 
That's the thing. A lot of these guys went down for Trump. I just think they're getting wiser. They're not going down anymore. They're not going to go down. You know, he, he, admitted, he admitted his guilt. And the president, what does he do? He doesn't know him. Trump doesn't know him. Although there's, I believe, I think they said there's a dozen pictures of them together. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. He literally was Rudy Giuliani's right-hand man. And, and the president doesn't know him. I mean, you can go with that if you want. Okay. You can keep on discrediting everybody that speaks out against the president. Or you can open your eyes. Like you can look at partisans and say, well, we can't listen to this guy. He has no credibility. Well, but you haven't listened to anybody. You haven't listened to Yovanovitch, who was very credible. You haven't listened to Mueller, who's very credible, or any of the, a lot of the other guys who were very credible. So you just don't listen to anybody. You're just listening to one guy who doesn't say tell the truth ever. Never. You know, we're not, we, we can sit here and I'm not talking about, you know, the, you know, China and all those kind of things happening. I'm, I'm ta- not really talking about politics. I'm just talking about life, you know, morals, just... I like somebody who tells the truth. I don't like Jeffrey Epstein. I don't like Jerry Sandusky. I don't like Donald Trump. He didn't tell the truth. Give me somebody that tells the truth. Or if you're lying, make it better than you're doing. And don't lie about everything. Don't lie about things that don't even matter. That becomes a problem as well. But then again, hey, that's just the way things are now. People just lie. Everybody. And it's just okay. And I, I, don't, think, I don't think it is. It never should be. And it, and, and it never should have been okay. And when we have a trial going on and, you know, Mitch McConnell knows that everything he does is, you know, being monitored. And if he does anything on the wrong side, he's going to lose his job. I mean, that's not the way it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be trying to figure out the ways to get the right thing out. Okay. Right and wrong. Not us and them. It should be right and wrong. And that's the problem. That's the root of the problem. Anyways, always wonderful things happening in our wonderful world. And uh, they're all very interesting. And uh, that's why I do this podcast, because there's interesting things happening every damn week. And uh, that's why we do this. If anybody ever has any questions, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. And I uh, got a bunch of other podcasts as well. So make sure you tune into those. Everybody have a wonderful week and uh, enjoy yourself in this eventful world that we live in. Have a great weekend and be safe. Peace out. Uh-huh. To keep the conversation going, follow Ian on Twitter at Ian Beckles and check out DignitaryRadio.com to get the latest on where you can find him next. This has been Ian Beckles, Flavor in Your Ear on Radio Influence. Put the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's ear. It's bringing that flavor. This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan Quick Fix on Radio Influence. What's more likely, a cowboy takedown attempt or the fight makes it to the third round? Oh, that's a good question, Jason. Uh, Cerrone should absolutely take it to the ground, but he's not going to, in my opinion. I mean, when he daydreams and shadow boxes and imagines what the outcome of this fight is going to be for him, it's going to be Conor McGregor on his back as a result of his stand-up. I mean, that's the way Cerrone wants to win this fight, with his striking. So to answer your question, I think, uh, gosh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go out, I'm going to go and say that this fight going to, to the third round is more likely to happen than a Donald Cerrone takedown, just given that 
you know, we've seen guys not go out there and go for takedowns. I mean, hell, Colby Covington, I don't think, attempted a single takedown in that 25-minute fight against Usman. Mm-hmm. So I could see Cerrone and McGregor get sucked into a, to, to a firefight that lasts the whole time, you know, with neither guy knocking each other out. I could just as easily see a first-round finish. I could see Connor come out and land a huge left and put Cerrone to sleep where Cerrone counter Connor. Uh, in, in the first or second frame. So if I had if I had to give you a pick, Jason, it would be this fight is more likely to go to the third round than Cerrone attempting a single takedown because just the way he answered Akimoto's question shows you that's absolutely not his priority. I mean, look, he's a showman. He he wants to go out there and, and put on put on a show, and you know he made that interview. He's like, look, I, you know, you know, he wants to feel that left hand. He wants to see how powerful that left hand is. I mean, I, I do think that the you know part of the thought process, if you are in Team Cowboy, is, is you know, hey, let's try to get this fight you know out of the first round. Let's try to weather that early storm. The MMA Report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.